0: American Slacker Podcast with Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers.
1: Before uh, recording, you so said you picked up two coffees on, on oh, yeah. the way do.
0: Yeah, doubled up. I like uh, Cumberland Farms makes a uh, pretty good coffee, and it's dirty cheap, which is an added bonus. And I had to go get gas in my fucking truck, so I fuck it. Cheap and good. That's that's
1: a good yeah. find in coffee. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're getting pretty big in this area. They've like rebuilt all their shops, and they're like really nice.
1: That's awesome. I don't. I never really had a Cumberland Farms around me, but I've always heard good things. Yeah.
0: Like, I won't get, like, coffee in, like, a scurvy-looking gas station. That's, like, my thing. Like... Yep. I just, like, started getting coffee at Stewart's, no less. But... Actually... I love the Starbucks. Stewart? Have
1: you tried Stewart's iced coffee?
0: Um, not big on iced coffee, to be honest. okay. The, uh... They, like, make one for you with, like,
1: the, uh... International Delights Creamer, which is, like, basically putting candy in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had freaking, uh, Stewart's has a pumpkin spice one, so I go real basic there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we'll, we're actually gonna have a throwback to pumpkin spice come news time. It's, it's Ooh. pumpkin spice mania, like.
0: Everybody loves a little
1: spice. Well, it's kind of, it's more appropriate now that it's, uh, past Halloween, it's almost Thanksgiving, you know.
0: We're breaking out of it, it's about to be gingerbread season.
1: Yeah, definitely, as soon as it goes past uh, that Thursday in November It's it's Christmas and, and all the other holidays in December
0: Yeah, coming into the New Years
1: Man, it goes quick
0: It goes real quick
1: I'm drinking uh, a Starbucks coffee, the Chiapas I'm still drinking the Ooh. Chiapas
0: How's that working for you? it's pretty good i like it
1: um i got it as an iced coffee one time um because at, at starbucks if you want to like try one of the coffees they'll do it hot they'll do it cold they'll do it however so uh, i tried it iced and i almost like that better but I, I i dig it warm too that's how i'm drinking it right now we we're talking yeah, we we're yeah. talking french press earlier
0: yeah which intrigues me i gotta get into this
1: I, I dig it. It's uh, and you don't have to leave it plugged in all the time. So I guess you could say it's like eco-friendly.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, especially if you're heating up the water in a method, you know, it's yeah, it's still you know, gas or whatever. I guess I was gonna say I still have my electric stove, so I guess that still uh, <laughs> counter counteracts it. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're solar powering your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Not, I'm not gonna make that investment on my apartment, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Yeah as much as not logical
1: um but yes starbucks uh there's a like crisis going on at the local starbucks that i go to um on my break at work
0: oh yeah you were you were getting into this a little bit with me i'm I'm intrigued
1: the uh, you're
0: intrigued obviously
1: yeah (laughs) i feel like i'm playing batman i'm i'm like mr detective while i'm on my break it's like i'm when I'm off work, I'm on the case (laughs) because
0: investigating private eye
1: to give you the layout. This Starbucks is located in the corner of a parking lot that a hotel uh, is the main property of. So there's a lot of people coming right off the highway, stopping through and, uh, parking their cars here for the night, just to hop back on the highway and keep going. I'm assuming, um, Every a couple of times I've come through, and I've noticed that there's been break-ins to these cars that are parked on the side of the hotel. There's uh, smashed glass; it's like all over the place. People like I've come out to people like cleaning up like the glass from their cars, and it's happened not once, not twice, but three times. Uh, And the third time it happened to two cars. Someone, yeah,
0: see, somebody's getting ballsy, and they think they have like the perfect strategy here hit people that are visiting,
1: yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. It's uh, and so I've seen this on multiple occasions. And like the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, that sucks. Second time, I was like, huh, that's like similar to that last time I saw that happen. And then the third time, that's coincidence, Hmm. right? And then when (laughs) the third time rolled around, I was like, all right, something this is like someone's targeting this place.
0: Yeah, this is bigger than random crime. Yeah,
1: right. Because I mean, when you
0: travel, you have like you know your laptop. You might have your iPad. Whatever you know, you bring a lot of stuff.
1: Right. So uh, here in California, people might have like camera equipment and stuff. Like going up to yeah. shoot stuff. You know who knows? So people who are knows probably, what you'll find. And it t- seems that they're targeting uh, like anything with a flat like glass window on the back, like an SUV or something along those lines. Because uh, okay. I haven't seen any easier
0: to get big things out.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any sedans or anything. You know.
0: Yeah,
1: it's all been. I imagine style they have some type
0: of technique of breaking the window without making it loud. They probably got some type of like glass bit or, you know, a, like a cutter,
1: or put like a towel over it or something when they hit it. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But yeah, they're definitely targeting this place. Now, I'm wondering if there's other hotels along the highway, because that seems to be, I would guess that's the reason they're doing it, is because it's a quick getaway.
0: Oh, yeah, right? Just jump on and you're gone.
1: So when I'm sitting there drinking my coffee, this is like all the stuff that's running through my head. Like, these, who are these guys? Am I going to catch him one day? I'd have to catch him in the act and that would be pretty late at night. You've got to do
0: some late night drive-bys because that's when it's going on.
1: Well, hopefully the authorities are aware and people called them and they're sent, putting more patrols in that area late at night.
0: Yeah, keeping an eye on that shit. Yeah. Right? Lock your car and
1: park in an inconspicuous area. <laughs> because Yeah. people are robbing shit.
0: People are taking your shit through the back window of your SUV or wagon.
1: <laughs> if you got a sedan, you're in the clear. Don't worry yep, about nope. it.
0: It's not worth it to them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right? It's just harder to get in at that angle, I guess, if you're going for the back window of a sedan.
0: Also, I'm wondering if maybe it's a way to get past like security on certain vehicles. Is that a possibility? Maybe that back window doesn't trigger anything? Maybe.
1: That, huh. that could be
0: a possibility. I feel like I'd have to look into that,
1: right? I, I'm I have thinking, somebody
0: with a car background. I'm
1: thinking it's more crime of opportunity. It's like, all right, it's late at night. We know that these people don't live around here and they're only visiting. So it's like, what are they going to do? And then they go up and they, like, just target the car that looks easiest to get into.
0: Yeah, and most worthwhile <laughs> contents. Right.
1: But yeah, it's and that was the other thing we were men- I was thinking about. um it's got to be multiple people because if they're doing two cars at once that seems pretty brazen for just one person
0: yeah that does yeah i mean uh, again unless they're doing it real quiet you never know somebody might get ballsy like huh nobody noticed me break this first one let me just run into the second one real quick
1: yeah possibly
0: maybe the first one didn't have anything and they were like all right i'm not returning without anything
1: (laughs) oh man they gotta, yeah. I'm hoping they catch these people and and it stops because it gives your uh, gives your town a bad name when people stop through and get their shit broken into.
0: Yeah, yeah. First, you don't want to be known as that town.
1: Huh. First impressions are very important.
0: <laughs> as we all should know.
1: All right. Well, welcome to American Psycho Podcast.
0: Hello, everybody. It is Matt and. and- Oh, Jesse. Oh. Didn't mean didn't mean to step on your yeah. line there. I wanted to lead you in. I don't know. I like you know, just kinda smooth it right to you.
1: I was I was too excited.
0: I, yeah, well hey, it worked. They knew who we are now.
1: <laughs> we have a lot to be excited about because we have a brand new logo.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it is gorgeous. I can't wait for the shirts to come in. Yeah, we're stickers.
1: We were waiting for a really cool design to be able to produce some uh some merchandise and uh we're really happy with what our buddy tim Zabluski has produced for
0: us yeah he's a great guy um hopefully soon you might hear from him on this show
1: yeah we're we're hoping to have him on and get him in here talking to you guys because he's a really interesting dude
0: yeah he's got a lot going on and uh very interesting just to talk to yeah always has something funny Going on. Fun guy. Yep.
1: Now, uh, we also wanted to uh, bring up, if you guys didn't get a chance, we put up some bonus episodes for you in the past two weeks. Uh, They were an older episode that we recorded back in January.
0: We had Evan Thaziola on. Um, He's a musician and an actor. A lot of of, uh, good good things talked about. Um, Some of his music we aired his band definitely check it out his
1: band sunshiner you can find them on facebook and all that
0: yeah 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 really really good yeah nice mellow music too that you can just like chill to
1: yeah it's definitely i've been been humming virgin colonists to myself his uh yeah song oh my god yeah we played on the episode the first episode that we released with
0: him yeah i really like that song a lot it uh it's on my spotify playlist and it comes on a lot
1: nice (laughs) Good shit. Um. So we were talking coffee before. What's like when you, like I'm on my second cup now. What's your maximum? Like, what do you not go over?
0: Um. Really, there is no limit with me. Like, cause I love coffee. Like, it depends on like how big the day is. Like, what I have to accomplish. If I feel like I have to do a ton of shit, I could have like four cups of coffee, maybe five.
1: Right. That's, yeah, I, I'm definitely a big coffee drinker. Over the course
0: of a, a long day, though.
1: Right, not in one sitting. That would kind of be too much, you would think.
0: I feel like your heart would explode. One, one, one would
1: think. High caffeine coffee. <laughs> now, a man named Matt Stoney has defied the odds because he has <coughs> drank 7 the equivalent of seven ventis.
0: Oh my God! Um, There's no need for one person to consume that much.
1: Now, why seven, you ask? Because that is the as we looked up in Italian gallon size. <laughs> the galon. Galion uh, <laughs> size uh, order from Starbucks. They're not going to actually. If you walk in and you're like, "Oh, let me get a galon uh, pumpkin spice latte," they're not. They're not <laughs> oh my gonna, God! They're Can not going to give it to you.
0: <laughs> you imagine though, if you went in and you asked for it, and they just like. Hold on. And they just, like, reach under the counter, and they pull out, like, this bucket that's just, like, a giant Starbucks cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got, like, straps to put on your back, and, like a camel Oh, my God. Like a camel pack.
0: You, you can put it, like, it's a baby. No, it's a baby carrier that's on your front. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, that would make more and sense. Then, and then you just have a big, like, you have, no matter what you get, it <laughs> has to have a straw.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, this guy ordered it so you can't get the gallon but you can order 7 venties which is a gallon of Starbucks oh, pumpkin spice latte. Um now Matt Stony, <laughs> he has a YouTube channel. Go check him out. He's a competitive eater. He's done a lot of crazy uh food challenges and stuff. But this is like I worried about him on this one. It's borderline dangerous with the amount of caffeine, I would imagine. Um and he's
0: yeah Exactly.
1: And he's a small guy.
0: You know? People not, don't realize you can overdose on a lot of things that we take in. You can overdose on water, like <laughs> right,
1: or sugar. In this case, I mean, he used like Ugh. nearly an entire thing of whipped cream on the top of this. It's like a it's Gross. like a comical size cup, uh, the one that. Oh, he he, used he
0: combined them all. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not like he just straight downed them. He just. Uh,
0: he wanted to see the full glory of it in front of him yeah, before he, made, he took it in. He
1: made like a, a mondo size uh, coffee here.
0: <laughs> Jesus,
1: <laughs> the get I don't know. Out. Some
0: days, man. Some days, I I, don't, I know I'm not gonna drink it all, but it'd be kind of cool. it just be like, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, just gonna go at this.
1: And I mean, I'm kind of burying the lead here. He did. He drank it in under two minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I would just imagine you would feel quite sick after that. You're the stomach yeah. stomach full of liquid.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, especially if you're adding cream like that. Oh yeah, the whipped. Like cream the thing die. is like when I have like more like four or five coffees, like I'll use less cream with each coffee just about.
1: Right. I go I just go black with sugar.
0: Ah, psychopath tendency. <laughs> or is it is it completely black? do, do psychopaths use sugar? That's something I needed to know. I don't know if it's just like no cream and milk, or if it's no cream and milk or sugar.
1: No psych- <laughs> psychos drink tea.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I can see that. It's
1: because Americans drink coffee and British drink tea. That's what it is. <laughs> no one in no one in England's listening to us anyway. And if you are, welcome
0: to the podcast. Hey. Hello, good to hear from you.
1: <laughs> I like England. I uh, went when I was younger.
0: I can't I'd wait like to, to go, to go back. That'd be fun. Yeah, but
1: I'm drinking coffee when I'm there. I'm not drinking tea. It's coffee time. Yeah, not tea time.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say tea time has been turned American. <laughs> <laughs> About to get coffee up in here.
1: Now, one of the most American things that I can think of is deer hunting.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah! It's a it's definitely an American like sport that's everywhere. Everybody oh, has absolutely. known hunters.
1: We've we the, at least the area we grew up in in northern like New York, it's more deer hunting woodsy. is huge. Yeah. Turkey
0: hunting's huge. Well, you got Those you, are the main sports. You gotta
1: hunt them or else they end up in running into all the cars, which happens anyway. Well,
0: yeah, it's it's amazing how many people die a year from like hitting deer in their car.
1: Right, the amount of and that's uh, no
0: good for the deer, no good for the people that are getting killed doing it either. So no, absolutely I mean, not. Might as yeah. well make use of it, and it's a natural food.
1: Now, when <laughs> when a deer does get hit by a car, though, did you ever have the inclination to be like, "Oh, I should pick that up, throw it in a, a grocery cart, and roll it into a Walmart"?
0: Um, I can't say that's crossed my mind ever.
1: <laughs> well, uh two guys in uh Virg in yeah, Virginia, uh it definitely crossed their mind.
0: Well, that's a it seems like it's possible. It depends on where in Virginia, but it seems possible.
1: Uh, this uh, It's like
0: down south a little bit
1: <laughs> in uh Henrico, Virginia, two men uh, were asked to leave uh Walmart after putting a dead deer in the shopping cart and rolling it into the entryway of the store. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. It, I guess yeah, it was Sadly, it's not the worst people's... thing that's ever happened in Walmart.
1: Oh, no. Absolutely not. This is, like, this barely scratches the surface of, like, Walmart. It didn't even make it inside.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, true. It didn't make it inside. They were like, no, hell no. <laughs> Which, if it was cold outside, wouldn't you want the carcass you're, like, trying to save, like, to be colder than warmer? You don't want to defrost that thing and get bacteria going on there.
1: Right? I mean like
0: they'll eat anything
1: i guess their story was they were waiting for a friend to come pick them up you know like like as you said it was cold outside so they decided to like go inside and hell if they're gonna leave that deer they found outside for someone to wheel off with you
0: know (laughs) oh now now what i'm worried about is using any carts because it's like what in the fuck? you know that cart didn't get sanitized
1: oh damn yeah they gotta throw so it's like they gotta throw that whole cart away
0: you go home and you just have like hair and it smells like on your food. You're like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> like is that deer blood? I think that's deer blood.
0: Use use reusable shopping bags, people. Um, avoid putting your products down in these carts because God knows what's happened there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently there's just animal carcasses being shoved into them. <laughs> I'm I mean I'm as much of an animal person. I, I love animals and stuff like that. I understand. Yeah. I understand hunting. Um, at the same time. Uh, a lot of people don't yeah, think. Yeah,
0: it's, it's ethical a lot of, if you do it right and properly, I mean and right. use all of the consumption, you know
1: Absolutely, and um, a lot of people don't see the two and two go in hand like how can you be an animal lover if you if you like understand hunting and it's like, well, no, the two and two do kind of go together, but I have to say as much of an animal lover as I am, this picture of this deer in the cart is really, really funny
0: <laughs> It's <laughs> oh. He's, he, well, he's dead. He's onto a, a better realm. He looks let's like hope.
1: he looks like a drunk <laughs> That's friend. What you believe in. He looks like a drunk friend that you'd be like pushing around in the uh, in the cart at Walmart after like oh god, going from the bars realizing nothing's open except the Walmart and having to go there to get some food. It's like hey, J- Jimmy, get in the car. Like I just imagine another See, deer pushing him behind. You know,
0: I'm thinking a redneck weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> where they're bringing this deer in there to get, like, the seasoning and barbecue sauce to cook him with. (laughs) They
1: just throw, like, a Hawaiian shirt on him and, like, some sunglasses and wheel him in. It's
0: Walmart. They're going to buy the knife to carve him. They're going to buy everything they need. (laughs) Clear as day.
1: (laughs) So when someone asks, like, oh, "Oh my God, what are you doing with that deer in that cart? Their response is going to be, don't worry, he's alive. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we just got him subdued. He's down. He's all right. He's hanging out. We with fed him. Man, he he drank a whole bottle of Fireball. He's just yeah. He's passed out
1: right now. He's not feeling too. Then they cannot, don't
0: bother him. He he got sick.
1: Like working his arms. Like he's like
0: yeah. <laughs> he puppeteering him. <laughs> he's got fishing line on the on the legs, and he's just puppeteering him. Like look at him. He's fine. <laughs>
1: So, the manager at the Walmart uh, wanted to assure customers that the deer carcass never made it into the store uh, but remained in the entryway, which is almost more horrifying. Uh, Like, you're you're walking. Greeting your customers. There's there's no way to avoid it, at least if he's over in, like, you know, the band aid aisle. Like, maybe people will But
0: (laughs) Yeah, off to the side. People will go past him, not noticing, hopefully. Today the,
1: today or at Walmart, the greeter is going to be this dead deer. <laughs> please, please, he has to check your receipt.
0: Work in the mouth. How are you doing? <laughs> Just check. Oh, this is too He's
1: got a highlighter taped to his hoof. Just like.
0: Oh, God. Check Checking out. receipts? Yep. Like, yep.
1: You're good. Have a good day. Oh, God. A little, a little Bambi name tag or something. <laughs> Oh, man that would be
0: funny put a vest on him and everything one of those blue vests <laughs> <laughs>
1: that'd it, be I don't know how you'd get the uh, arm through that's like kinda that'd be a tough well excuse. he's just dead they
0: could they could they could make it work <laughs> I mean, things crack when they're you, oh. you know <laughs> well I mean what are they gonna do to this poor carcass venison ugh or a God knows how long it's been there. I, a deer that rug? is real redneck shit. We're gonna make some fucking gumbo out of this roadkill. I mean, if something it's, tells me they do this more enough. than more than once in a blue moon.
1: I don't have the <sighs> necessary skills to make it happen, but if it was fresh enough and someone prepared it, eh, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it.
0: Oh yeah, no, no. I quite. I think about getting into hunting every now and again too. Because I mean, if you're an animal lover, again, like to go back to that. By being a hunter, you're avoiding buying these meats that are of animals that are kept in the worst scenarios that you could ever imagine. They're no life to live. Um, literally kept in stalls sometimes where they can't even move. It's, and they're pumped full of chemicals regardless if they say no antibiotics. A lot of the time, the simulation is no antibiotics in the last six months and no growth hormones in the last six months type deal. It's There's a lot to look at in and hunting. I like it. I like the concept. At least I just don't uh, like the roadkill idea.
1: I mean, yeah, and, and I don't think any hunters going out there wanting to like torture an animal. Um, no, if anything, it's, it's a clean kill. It's a, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, they're at that point. They're talking about free range. <laughs> That's
0: yeah, it's con it's conservation as the same p- same point. So
1: right. Um, so that story came to us from uh, NBC 12 in Virginia. So thank you, NBC 12.
0: Always bringing good news, NBC.
1: All right, so what we got coming next comes actually from KTVU uh, Fox station up here in Santa Clara, which is um, near San Jose. Uh, oh, kind of right,
0: right down the coast from you, huh uh,
1: j- just a little bit north of me, just about 45 minutes, I'd say. okay, depending on traffic <laughs> Now uh, oh,
0: as always with California time right?
1: <laughs> yeah, really really depends when you're hopping onto the, the different highways if you're gonna be like, yeah. stuck in traffic or not. Like one time I went to, yeah. or I think the last time I went to the airport, we left super early at around like, our, our flight wasn't until noon, we left around like 6 in the morning, and, uh, and What's it take to get there, four hours? Um, up to San Francisco, two, usually.
0: Oh, two, two oh and okay. Two, a
1: half, I'd say. So, we got on the road, and because it was like 6am, we ended up hitting all the traffic. Uh, for like people going to work and you know if we had left at like 9 instead it would have probably probably would have been on the road like an hour or less than what we would have been if we you know since we left it like right at rush hour
0: yeah yep that's why it's always good to leave for the airport early yeah oh yeah man never fuck around you miss your flight you're fucked yep
1: but this actually comes to us the story is from near the San Jose airport uh, which I've picked up family and friends from a couple of times and apparently this white foam uh, started coming out of a building near, or a hangar building near the uh, airport
0: huh. oh
1: it was like three and a half feet high and it started to cover a couple of blocks um, it was about the size of a city block so, it, no one really knew what was going on with it, and it was happening really quick. And it looked like the blob was taking over different parts of like the the street, essentially.
0: Dude, that's ridiculous! Setting up a horror story right there.
1: Right. The uh, the foam the foam is a carcinogen, and it is concentrated in its concentrated form. It could lead to skin irritation when diluted so like it's not something you really want to like play around in
0: yeah I would say I wouldn't I would naturally I would say I'm gonna avoid that foam right so this guy most likely it's chemical
1: <laughs> so this guy this and like this foam is the that story is kind of interesting but the real interesting thing is this bicyclist he uh ended up riding through the foam just for like the hell of it
0: and he was never seen or heard from again <laughs>
1: He, well, he definitely hit a sign, is what was oh, reported. Oh, God,
0: poor bastard. Oh. Yeah, that'll happen when you have zero visibility.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, he's, like, riding around in this foam. He eventually emerges again, and then the police taped it off. But there was a, like, report. I don't think it, he's going to end up getting, like, hurt by it at all, because, like, they made the as, statement, as I said before, that, he, uh, it's like a carcinogen in its concentrate form, but when it's diluted and added to water and soap and all that shit, it's like fine, I guess. So, I don't think he's gonna get sick or anything. Hopefully, we should keep monitoring. Nah, no, it's probably this guy. coming out
0: clean, yeah, <laughs> it's coming sparkly. out squeaky clean
1: because, yeah, it's like the stuff that they would put out fires on uh, runways and stuff with.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, so it's just like a, a deflammatory or whatever they're called, yeah, yeah, chemical extinguisher,
1: yep and uh, it was funny because they, they said at one point that the cops were like yes you should ride through it so he rode through it he came back out and then they taped it off so no one else could ride through it
0: they were like we, we didn't really mean it right God, he just took- get, get the tape Jimmy
1: yeah seriously it's, it's like oh man these people so our next story comes to us from China and just watch out people because robots are coming for you
0: Oh shit. I well I, I always say never fucking trust a robot. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll find a robot in this household.
1: This uh this was a like expo in China where they were showing off different uh robotics and this little robot named Zhao Pang, which translates to little fatty.
0: Okay. Sounds most trustworthy.
1: <laughs> Roll up a uh Pang while you're <laughs> listening to the podcast. So yeah,
0: get get nice with it, people.
1: <laughs> Zhao Pang rammed into a booth, sending glass shards flying, which hit a member of the public in the ankle, and the victim was taken to an ambulance. Whoa! I ambulance to a hospital, and they received stitches.
0: Whoa! A little fatty went into death mode.
1: Yeah, he uh, he attacked one of these people. I, I can't believe it. And th- he's designed to interact with children between the ages of four and twelve. So... I feel
0: like that's a robot that's gonna steamroll children on accident. Yeah. Again, that's... robots can't be trusted, especially around our young.
1: Now, this was operator error. He did have someone controlling him. Who said they said that they hit forward instead of backward.
0: Um. But hell, if Tesla. This their first time, buddy. <laughs> Teslas can stop
1: on their own. Like, why can't we get little fatty here to like get some, like, sensors on We it. have
0: fucking vacuums that vacuum your house on their own, and they manage to have bump sensors and everything. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this robot? Yeah, like... There is no sensor on it? If
1: a Roomba can avoid a cat, or a couch, like...
0: Yeah. We've had that for fucking ten years. Like, come on. I feel like robotics should be ahead of this. I want to see mecha-fucking... Like, mecha-suits.
1: <laughs> Little fatty's gonna take off down the street with their kid, screaming.
0: Like, oh god. <laughs> There goes a little fatty again.
1: <laughs> Zhao Pang running off with the children. So, uh, you had also mentioned that you had seen something about a robot that was like built for your kitchen. Oh
0: yeah, remember? Yeah, we were talking about this robot that I had seen again, demoed at a convention similar to that, like the natural, the National Robotics Convention, and it was basically a kitchen unit that assembled like under your cupboard. I'm, and I'm imagining the guts are up in one of the cabinets and basically it looks like a human arm but it's all robotic and it can chop for you and um cook it can do everything like it's crazy now my <laughs> my natural feeling about this is it's just a matter of time before this thing goes haywire and chokes a motherfucker out <laughs> It's a it's a full gripping hand like with fingers like that's no good
1: it's gonna like Grab the person instead of a bottle of olive oil and just start shaking the shit out of them.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take. Yeah. It's a dressing and snap your neck and just keep fucking shaking you until your head detaches from your body.
1: It's going <laughs> to. If you get your hands in there by accident, it's like breaking up celery or something. Just like cracks a oh finger. Oh, God. Ah, what? It starts
0: chopping your fingers into little, little nice slices. Bop, bop, bop,
1: bop, bop. See, and it, it's the one video that we had watched. It showed that they like would record like top chefs in in order to like copy their movements of how they make the recipes and then they make the robot do those movements essentially?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mapping it out. So
1: it'd be like Gordon Ramsay's attacking you.
0: Oh god. <laughs> if these things wire. And you could like um program it to have the voice of the chef you wanted. <laughs> so it literally would be Gordon Ramsay attacking you. It's
1: like your fucking dinner's ready. And it's raw! Come fucking get it! You have to get past me, though! And, <laughs> and it's raw! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't want Gordon Ramsay... Robotic Gordon Ramsay attacking me in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, that was a fucking nightmare. That's a movie right there. Fuck. Right?
1: It's just a matter of time before it's like... <coughs> kitchen robots. We got robots playing with our kids. We're gonna have... Uh, see, my if we escalate on my crazy fight ideas, we could have robots versus UFC fighters.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, that would... Robots are... That's unfair, man. You'd have to, like, get past their, like, little metal blockings and rip their wires apart, maybe snap an arm off, beat them to death with it.
1: Yeah. Well, they'd have to make it, like... It'd be interesting, because then you're getting into, like, okay, who can bend steel?
0: Yeah, you'd have to have, like, the mountain from Game of Thrones up in that fucking cage. Superman. (laughs) My God. Speaking of your man, Gordon Ramsay, he was at fucking uh, UFC 205, man. Really? Yeah, he was in the front row, along with like Madonna. um, Zach Efron was there. I didn't know Gordon Ramsay. There was a ton of celebrities. I didn't
1: know Gordon Ramsay was a UFC fan.
0: Well, I think Dana White has a lot of... uh, He does celebrity relations and makes him like... He gives, like, tickets to people that will take. I'm like, hey, you want to come to UFC 205? Complimentary, like, box or, like, front row tickets, whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I saw an article headline saying that Nick Jonas's seat got given away or something
0: at, Yeah, at UFC.
1: Yeah. I didn't end up reading it, but I thought that was kind of funny. So it's probably, like, yeah. one of the celebrity tickets that you're talking about.
0: Yeah, last moment they were like, oh, somebody more important. We need... <laughs>
1: Gordon Ramsay's here. Um, you need to leave. Yeah,
0: you're not gonna show up. Sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's. I think we're gonna get into the green corner. Fight. So, we're just coming off of the UFC 205. It historically uh, the first MMA event ever in New York. Let alone it's at the Garden um, for UFC anyway. First UFC event. There's been a ton of like amateur going on and whatnot, but so. It, MSG is the house, you know, it's had fights for a century. Now, Some of the greatest, Muhammad Ali, I mean, you're talking the greatest battles of all time.
1: Now, did they have to, in order to have UFC there, did they have to, like, change any laws or anything? Because wasn't that what was kind well, of Well, yeah, that's it? what they
0: were trying to beat past the Athletic Commission, and uh, they had to bring it to the government. Um, a lot of the fighters were lobbying in Albany, up here, where I live, actually. Because um, that's where all the, the laws are. And, um... Yeah, yeah, it took it took years upon years. I think they've been trying for you know over, well over a decade. Um, Ronda Rousey was up here. Rashad Evans, John Bone Jones, Chris Weidman. Like it, it, finally it worked, and uh, which I mean it was great. They they brought together one of the best cards ever. Um, we had a few fights drop from the card uh, earlier on. Um, Rashad Evans versus uh, Tim Kennedy was canceled because Rashad had some medical issue. They kept. They didn't really mention what it was, but he'll be fighting. Uh, I think in the next UFC, UFC 206 against Tim Kennedy, which is going to be a great fucking match. And um, at last minute, Cowboy Cerrone versus Kevin Gastelum that got canceled because Kevin didn't make weight, which was like his third time I think not making weight for uh, welterweight. And uh, Dana's pissed. He won't ever let him fight at that weight again because he can't make it. He was off by like 10 pounds. Wow.
1: That's, yeah, that's that's a lot a, that's, that's
0: a dick move when you put a lot of uh work into training and you're like focusing on one fighter like like trying to figure out their strategy watching their fights like shit like that you put in a lot of work man and uh to just get canceled like at the last moment like the, the final weigh-ins like that that's really shitty the fight yeah yeah it was it was real shitty um
1: because you know, like, so, I mean, if you're serious about it, you know what you weigh. Like, you should, that's something you'd be, like, on top give of. Give a heads
0: up. Yeah, that's what Cowboy was saying. He was like, he could have gave me a call and I could have, like, put on some weight real quick and we could have mat- met up. Because I think New York has a law where they have to be within um, five pounds of each other. Okay. And then they can fight. So if he just bulked up, like, you know, over the, the course of a week or two, eat a lot, fucking drink a lot right before weigh-in, then fucking he could have made it work.
1: Because 10 pounds is almost like a a different weight class at that point.
0: It is, yeah. yeah. Well, it was teetering on the weight class, so that's the problem. Um, Really disappointing. But, regardless, we still had a great lineup. The first match, uh, Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington was quite a match. Now, uh, Raquel was coached by Misha in season 18 of the, The Ultimate Fighter. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say it again. The student by becomes me- the master. By Misha, you know, it's like it's crazy. It's rivalry from from being taught, and it's it's like some movie shit. <laughs> and uh, they call her Raquel Rocky Pennington. And man, does she show it? She has the nastiest jab. She just keeps landing in this. Um, she's coming. She has five of seven wins out of like her about since she came out of the Ultimate Fighter. So she's got a good track record, and she's just coming off of a three fight win streak. So she's on fire. She's, like, heated up. <laughs> um, in round one, she grabs this guillotine around Misha and uh, puts her against the, t- the cage, like, standing. And the way she's compressing and bending her neck, and it just looks like she's about to snap it. Ooh. And uh, Misha starts walking up the cage backwards, and this happens multiple times, trying to, like, push away and drive her down. And it's like, holy shit. Like, you're watching this thinking this girl's going to die because the way her neck is bending is so unnatural.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be like climbing up the cage while someone has you by the neck. That's, uh, I mean, what else are you going to do, though, at that point, I guess?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fighter strategy, man. She's a savage as Ooh. well. Um, so she tries to drive her down, can't do it. And, uh, they pull away from the cage for a second. And she actually pulls out of it and. Puts her on the ground, gets in the top mount for a little bit. But the damage has really been done. Um, Raquel definitely took that first round from just damage and uh, getting her into bad positions. And then after that, man, it was just jab after jab with her. And, I mean, Misha was definitely kind of out grappling. Um, She had better control in grappling. But, like, Raquel just, like, firing these jabs out of nowhere. Even if um, Tate had her, like, compressed against the cage... She would just be slapping the shit out of her, man Like, it was rapid And, uh, she's, she's a brawler, man Great fight to open up this card Ended up where Raquel actually won by decision Um, made decision So everybody voted it And, um, Misha is actually retiring And it's due to the fight She just, you know, says, like it's her, it, She's done It's time for the new fighters We're coming into a new era Which we really are We're, we're seeing some of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in sport yeah there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of younger names up and coming now it seems like
0: oh man yeah it's it's great um i'm loving sage Northcutt. a lot of people get hate on him but man that's my newcomer choice he's young as shit about 20 years old ripping it up um but yeah we're seeing a whole new breed and we even have older fighters that are just like nothing like the older fighters of 10 years ago right like yoel romero is 39 years old he's jacked as fuck And uh, he fought Chris Weidman. That was the second match on the main card. And I'm only going over the main card. Um, There was a lot of good matches in the undercard as well. Um, Khabib fought. uh, Frankie Edgar fought. They were great matches. Both those guys tore it up and won. Um, But the main card is my gold. Um, But Chris Chris Weidman versus Yoel Romero. Um, Yoel Romero is a 2000 Olympic silver medalist for freestyle wrestling for Cuba. So he's no fucking joke. Wow. Um, Chris Weidman, though, is an All-American as well in wrestling, so he has his fair deal of experience.
1: So it'd be a good good ground game on both sides, I'd I'd
0: imagine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Surprisingly, it wasn't, like, heading that way right away. Um, Weidman had failed his first takedown. He did get a takedown, but Romero, like, is such a brute. He's jacked as fuck, this guy. He just, like, lifted him right up on his back and, like, got out of it. Climbed over to the cage and fucking, like, shrugged him off, basically. Um, in between the, the first and second round, Romero does some shysty-ass shit. He pours water all over himself. <laughs> and uh, he, like, has his coach, like, you know, give him a quick talon. But when he stands up and goes, to, they get ready to, like, fight, you know? Like, fucking uh, Mario Yamasaki, like, had to him down again, which um, a lot of people think because Romero is, like... Winding down He was trying to buy Another few seconds To really breathe Okay The fucking house Was booing him Like a motherfucker Jeez <laughs> Um So anyway Uh He he kind of was Slowing down for a second He uh Romero tries to hit him With a takedown Fails it And then Wideman Accidentally pokes His eye he, he pokes Romero Right in the fucking eye Like oh. eye gout Just him And I'm telling you It must have fucking Pissed him off Cause it was a completely Different game after that Like Romero gets a takedown and a trip in the, this round after this goes down. And uh, it's like a completely different beast. He's being a lot more aggressive. Um, he actually does some damage. And coming into round three, man, 24 seconds in, Weidman shoots a takedown. And fucking Romero does a flying knee to the fucking top of the dome and just knocks him out.
1: Oh, man. Flying. the
0: ultimate t- fucking knockout. You know like, was insane.
1: You don't want to leave yourself open to the flying knee. That's going to be a bad bad time.
0: Yeah, yeah. He uh he's one of like only two fighters that have two knockouts with like a uh, flying knee. <laughs> Which Jeez. is like video game like if you play UFC like on a video game, it's like that's like shit you barely see. Like you, you see it in a video game. In real life, that's a, that's so hard to pull off.
1: Right? You got to have a lot yeah. of uh no no these weren't this was a lower weight uh class. Not the lowest, but I'd imagine like you know, this with the well weight with the heavyweights you're not gonna see too much of that.
0: No, no, no. And Yoel Romero moves like a fucking supernatural force with how quick he is. Um both guys were hell they're really the best athletes. Chris Weidman was just a champion. Um, but he got beat by Michael Bisman. Um Michael Bisman was there and flipped off Yoel Romero after he won. <laughs> Because Joel uh, Romero is now the number one contender for the title. Um, so they're going to fight soon. Damn. But, man, this was, like, a hell of a fucking match. I loved it. Um, every every match on this card was just fucking gold. The next fight we had was our Polish girls. We had uh, Carolina Kowakowicz versus Joanna Jenjicic. Now, Joanna is defending the title here. These two have had, like, a vicious vicious coming into rivalry um the Polish Civil War they dubbed it you know like it's it's crazy what a match now both girls are just really great fighters again um hence it's a title fight Ioana is a beast like no other though she's undefeated 11 to no wow she's killing it that's a Um,
1: that's a decent record to be coming in with
0: yeah yeah and she doubled the strikes in every round here um so just to give you an idea of what kind of beating it was, like she did get rocked in the fourth round, but it wasn't enough to take the fight because it was she had total control the whole time. And uh, this is like my second favorite fight of the night. I I, uh, I really enjoyed this matchup. I thought it was really really great.
1: I've I've enjoyed the uh, the female UFCs fighting. It seems like they go Man. they go really hard with
0: it. Yeah, you get some heavy hitters in the women's division right now um, it's it's a great time to watch it and I'm loving watching the sport evolve in front of us in the mainstream you know it took long enough for him to get the women's division out there and right. it's taking off real quick if you look at it
1: and it, it, yeah it's good to see there's like how many on the card there was two uh, two female fights
0: on the main card there was two female fights there was a third in the uh, undercard there you go yeah so they're definitely they're starting to focus on it Starting to bring it out, and they know the, there's money in there, um, so we'll you know we'll see with how it develops in the new near future. Yeah. Um, the next match, man, was my favorite. I know the headliner is the Conor McGregor, but I I I like it, but it's not like when it comes to the quality of these fights, sometimes they're just fucking brutal. We'll get to that fight, you fucks. You wait. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows how that went. Probably It's uh, in the news. Um, Tyron Woodley versus Stephen Thompson and uh, Wonderboy Stephen Thompson I love this guy um, he's one of my favorite fighters he's got about 20 kickboxing championships <laughs> he's no fucking joke Wow. Um, 2006 he was ranked uh, number one in the Chuck, Chuck Norris World Combat Kickboxing League I'm guessing so, that
1: takes place in Texas
0: yes yeah, sir it does how'd you know <laughs> and the chairman is chuck norris oh wow (laughs) you would have never guessed um so anyway this kid's got a style about him he is a fucking a karate killer like he's just smooth his his movements are really hard to track he does some of the most beautiful kicking that i've ever fucking seen in this match um tyron though is a brute force he uh He's jacked, and he's, he pulls out in this match. He he really just delivers after combo after combo, just really railing him. Um, he brings him down, though. It, so the way it works out, really, is he brings him down to the ground in the first round, and uh, he dominates there. But he stops doing that for a round or two, and he's not really doing too good, like, paring off because he's hard to catch this Wonder Boy, and Wonder Boy's keeping him against the cage. But he's still getting his significant hits in. Um... Then he goes back to the technique of really just dominating takedowns and, and clinching up in the fourth and fifth round. Okay. And essentially, he ends up winning by decision. it was very close. Uh, the judges were 47-47, 47-47, 48-47. Wow. So two judges agreed on a draw. So what happens is it did technically become a majority draw. They announced it as a, a victory for him, um, I forget why, what he said. Buffer said something incorrectly, and uh, so they had to correct it when he was doing the interview with Rogan, and Tyron got so panicked. He like held onto his title, and he was like, no, no, no. Like, and, and Rogan's like, it's the same result. Calm down, calm down. Like, he had to literally <laughs> calm him down because he thought he lost his championship, and he was panicking.
1: Well, yeah, um, it's definitely a, uh, a hectic moment right after that because the, the, when it comes down to decision, it's, so, it's bittersweet. You're, oh, yeah, you, I think that's what it was. You know, when it's that close, you could have been on the other side of it just as easily. I think
0: you nailed it on the head because even after the interview, he was like, he went over to the cage and just put his head up against the cage with his hands up, and he was just, like, shaking his head. And it's like, yeah, he, he realizes that he was that close to actually losing the championship. Like, So maybe he's going to come back with even more forwards on his next defense, you know? That's all you can hope um, for. Yeah. I will say he had an elbow in that first round, and in slow motion you can watch it where he connects with it it bounces that fucking nose in and then a second goes by and then a fucking huge gas just rips open Ooh, it, it's like fucking brutal man Ugh, it was uh definitely a fucking crazy fight i loved it i love when they go all the way and uh it's actually not a stale match these guys were at it they weren't dancing
1: there you go for all for everyone out there who's uh has seen the conor mcgregor fight because we know that was the big one if you didn't see that one go back and check that out because uh that's matt's pick from from the whole uh event there
0: now i shouldn't say anything negative about that match either because this this match coming into it had a lot of fucking i mean who doesn't want to see somebody break history and become the first person to ever hold titles on two divisions at the same time you know so, he had a lot of love that way, but Alvarez is a hell of a fighter, too. He he grew up in Philadelphia, um, rough neighborhood, a lot of fights before he, you know, decided to go into professional MMA. It, it was, who knew how it was going to go? Conor has just got so much hype behind him that it's like a lot of people assume and everything. Well, they were fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen such a confident fight in my life, like, one, one-sided competence, like, you could even see it in Alvarez. He was shook and coming into it almost. You know, he wasn't like the normal confidence, cockiness. Like there was no cockiness at all. And Connor just came in doing a Vince McMahon walk, walking around the cage like ridiculous, like swinging his arms about, <laughs> fucking being absurd. And, yeah, well, he's I a mean, bit of a character. Started the match from like kneeling on the ground, like basically like crouching <laughs> in a squat. <laughs> at one point, put his hand behind his back while he was fighting him. <laughs> so basically, it's a really one-sided fight. The first round, Connor just dominates. He defends three takedowns from Alvarez, and he lands thirty-two like strikes overall that lead to three knockdowns in this fight. Okay, he's one—he's one of two—or no, 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 three people that have three knockdowns in a fight. Like, so it's a big deal. Like, he's actually like fucking just dominating. The second round, one of the most beautiful. Beautiful combos I have ever seen. A four-hit combo, left-right, left-right, off of a counter, no less, puts Alvarez out.
1: Damn. Yeah, he'd, he'd been stumbling him the entire match.
0: Oh, without a doubt. He rocked him um, right away. Uh, I think it was probably a minute and a half in he rocked him. I'm, You know, I'm not sure of the strikes that... Alvarez hit, but it was definitely significant, like domination.
1: Yeah, like you said, it was pretty one sided. The uh, for for a final or a main event, I, I should say.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, it was quick. It was fierce. Connor just well, you couldn't be more comfortable. I've never seen a fighter more comfortable. It was like he was chilling in his living room, and, you know, just. Partying or something. It was it was <laughs> insane. He was so comfortable in that fucking fight. It, I like Conor now. Like I, I have to say, like he's just taking over the world.
1: <laughs> he said, "I own New York," which was. Uh, he said, one "I own of the, New York." One he of the did press conferences.
0: Yeah, man, he's getting way confident. Like he wants uh, ownership in fucking UFC, which is unheard of for a fighter to get like actual stock in fucking the company. Right. But God knows with how much money he draws, and nobody has ever been as big as Conor McGregor. For this company he trumped uh ronda rousey you know he's That's... easy
1: to market because he uh he's quite a character
0: oh yeah his whole fucking interview with joe rogan he was throwing a fit because they didn't have the second belt right there for him <laughs> like he's like all the fucking money i'll bring to this company you can't have the fucking belt ready for me wow <laughs> fucking he was getting pissed and they finally brought it to him and then when they did he did this like fucking run and jump up onto the cage so he could like do the photo fucking moment like Title on each shoulder, like he said. He's like, as I fucking promise, like,
1: <laughs> that's. I mean, yeah, that's what you. That's what he's fighting
0: for. Those that moment right there. Yeah, yeah. He signs out of his interview. Uh, he's like, I'd like to take this moment to apologize to absolutely fucking no one. <laughs> one of the fucking. Coolest scenes ever! <laughs>
1: it's ridiculous.
0: Such a dick. He just doesn't give a fuck.
1: Unprompted. I'm convinced
0: he's a nice guy, and he's just building the press, and he he knows how to manipulate it. But no, he's
1: smart. It's like he's putting on a show, and that's what people want to see.
0: Yeah. Right after the fight, he walked over and shook Alvarez's hand, and you know he said he was a great fight and everything. So I mean, he's got sportsmanship going on. He's not a complete asshole. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. The thing is, like after winning these two titles, he's actually gonna be out until may because he's having his firstborn child oh wow so people are getting pissed because he hasn't defended that featherweight title uh ever it's been about a year and uh (laughs) i mean you can't hold up two divisions at the same time he's gonna be gone until summer you know that's a long time right that we're missing two titles
1: That yeah that's a long uh, time to hold on to a belt without defending it
0: yeah, he still has to face Aldo to determine who the real champion is, because technically he's still an interim champion.
1: Well, that should be his <coughs> next fight then, as soon as he's It back. should be
0: his next fight. It should have been his next fight after Diaz. It was crazy that it wasn't dealt with right away. He's taking um, over. He's holding up the ranking system for all these guys. They want to fucking be heading towards something.
1: It's just going to say McGregor against uh, across all the weight classes at, at some point. <laughs>
0: Exactly. I wouldn't doubt him coming to another weight class and trying to fucking go to welterweight or something bulk up. <laughs> Become a monster. Yeah, man. Fucking. Uh, I like the guy now, I gotta say. Yeah. So, other news. Ronda Rousey is coming back. And I cannot fucking wait. The thing is, they're feeding her the title right away, too. December 30th, UFC 207, she will be facing Amanda Nunez, who is a complete monster in her own. She is... The most dominant force in the Bantamweight right now. Ronda's coming in. We're going to see how that goes. Also, we have Raquel coming up the rankings now. She's the, she's the next contender in line, I believe, after this fight with uh, Rhonda and um, Nunez. So we'll see how it all goes down anyway. Rhonda's saying this is going to be one of her last fights. So I wouldn't doubt if she does win, you know, she still retires out as a champion and, and uh, vacates the title. Which would be a hell of a way to go out. There's talk of her going to WWE for professional wrestling. It's a lot easier on her body. A lot more money, believe it or not. They have such a big fan base that they make a fortune over there. So it's a smart business move. Yeah, and she's,
1: and she's been getting a lot of acting roles as well. So you don't want to like mess any of that up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes if she keeps getting the bites in Hollywood. Um, I know she's got a couple big films coming out. But either way, I'm looking forward to her coming back into the ring. I'm hoping she is the same force that she was before, but only increased after her one loss. You know, right? But she it'll it'll be good
1: to it'll be good to see her getting back in there. Like we, I remember we had talked about because uh, her last match she had lost to uh, Holm, Holly Holm? or no? There was one after that. No,
0: wait, who uh, Rhonda? Rhonda? Rh- yeah, Rhonda. Ronda had lost to Holly Holmes um, last. Yep. Um and I remember we I don't had, we had
1: mentioned that Shit. at coming off of that fight at least, I remember we talked about how, you know, why am
0: I drawing a blank? She did have another match after that. I was didn't gonna she?
1: I was gonna say I thought she did, but I remember talking specifically about that match, how we were saying, you know, if you have like all this like momentum behind you and all these people pushing and saying you're the best, you're the best and then you end up losing. Oh
0: yeah. You gotta
1: come you gotta make sure that you like work twice as hard, three times, four times as hard coming back into that next fight.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt, and especially she was a star like we hadn't seen yet. With the media, the media picked up Ronda and pushed her so hard. She was on radio stations and TV stations every day doing press, always busy. Um, it was a very busy life, and she had even said that um, that was you know happening. Now, just to go back and, and correct us, um, she She hasn't fought since Holly Holm. Okay. Holly Holm's the only loss that Ronda Rousey has in her whole career. Wow. Yeah, and Holly Holm got derailed right away by Misha Tate to get the title. Misha Tate lost it to Amanda Nunes. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's what it was. So,
0: I mean, Ronda, you know, one loss can do two things. It can derail your whole drive, or it can make you twice the beast you used to be. Right. So that's what I'm into this to see. I want to know what is Ronda coming back as. Is she too consumed by media? or is she actually going to put out and become the champion that she was before?
1: It'd be good to see her coming back in strong.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, man. I'm on Team Ronda, for real. My favorite female fighter. Um, Misha Tate was one of my favorites, too. Disappointed to see her go. Yeah, Tater or She is pretty, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I would um, agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, a lot of these women, you know, are a little too jacked for my liking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you on that.
0: Well, last thing we're going to close in on the green corner we're going to do an update on our boy, Big Country Roy Nelson. Roy so kicking the ass, Nelson. He did get in trouble for kicking big John McCarthy in the ass after fighting Bigfoot Silva and having to fight, hit him a little longer than he wanted to. You know, that was his reasoning. He gave John McCarthy a little push in the ass. It wasn't even a kick. You know, the, the media dramatized it, and the Athletic Commission doesn't take kindly to that, unfortunately. Um,. He could have been facing up to a year fine and about $35,000 or $30,000 fine, um, and uh, a year out. But they they took it easy on him because he didn't mean to hurt McCarthy um, and had no intent to, and they gave him nine months Jeez. and a $24,000 fine, Jeez. which is insane. He can't work for almost a year and he has to pay them $24,000, which a fighter in his rank is probably only gonna get, you know. Hundred, hundred and fifty k for a fight, and that's got to last him for three to six months.
1: Yeah, that's that's a lot, and and when you're out of work for nine months on top of getting yeah twenty four yeah. grand, it's uh, yeah. Different. So he. he i mean i understand like the sovereignty of like the refs and if someone's an official like they can't you don't like dana white doesn't want any official fearing for oh, like
0: fuck no he got pissed Darren
1: there with he monsters, said he was gonna bury roy nelson
0: jeez so i'm hoping i'm just hoping he gets over it and he lets roy nelson come back in nine months and hopefully roy nelson does a lot of work and comes back a little a little thinner and a little more motivated um <laughs> He's always had cardio like a motherfucker for how big of a guy he is, though. So I gotta say that. You, you, don't tire, you don't tire out Roy Nelson. It's like the juggernaut.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's fucking... How does he keep going? Gravy-powered, baby. <laughs> it's it's the, the gravy in the water
1: bottle in, in his corner. That's, that's what does it's it.
0: Like, it's like a version of Bane in some weird way, where he, they just, like, hook his veins up with fucking gravy, pump him up, and he's just, like... There's this fast, fast, like... Like beast. a rhino. He it's just like just a little, gets a the momentum chunky. and keeps going. Yeah, dude, it's insane. He shouldn't move as quick as he does for how big he is. Right. I like him. I'm disappointed about this. He's getting older. Can't take away a year of a fighter's life.
1: Yeah, that's that's a lot to punish him for for something. And yeah, it's interesting because the thing he's being, that he kicked him in the ass for was because he didn't want to hurt the other fighter.
0: Yeah, Bigfoot is a friend of his. Like he didn't want to have to hit the guy more than he needed to when he knew he was out already. Right. He was, like, looking at McCarthy when he hit, when he was hitting him. He's like, you call it yet? You going to call it yet? Like, do I have to keep fucking hitting him? Like, jeez. Yeah, it's it's a mess.
1: Poor he Well, nine months of biscuits and gravy will do him good. And
0: yeah. Hopefully. Man. Take a vacation. Hope see him come back.
1: So, uh, that's pretty much... Oh, we also wanted to mention, uh, Nick Diaz's blackout, right? The, from, uh from UFC
0: 205? Well, we can mention it a little bit. Apparently, UFC is, like, trying to keep the Diaz's away from MSG. Like, I don't know why, but they weren't they weren't given tickets. They avoided uh, the Diaz's, like, agents trying to get a hold of them for tickets and everything. Like, it was a real sketchy thing. Um, there, there, at one point, there might have been, even been promised tickets, because uh, <laughs> it said, they gave my tickets to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, um and they they wouldn't put them on the card at all either and uh they also think that like they don't want them taking any light from the McGregor fucking fight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it that, they don't want them in the mix at all with the conferences and shit. Well, that kind of
1: further uh go, goes with our point before where we were saying, you know, they're trying to brand with Conor
0: yeah. Oh, without a doubt, they won't That's why they're they're doing a rush to figure out what they're gonna do about fucking giving him a, a UFC share. Like how they can do it without raging all the other fighters. Um, Mark Wahlberg actually offered up his UFC share, like to Conor McGregor. He's like, I'll give him my share. <laughs> so sort of, like random.
1: I didn't realize Mark Wahlberg uh, had stock in the UFC.
0: A lot of a lot of celebrities do. Uh Gordon might for all we know. But I guess about 33 celebrities invest into the UFC and are our majority holders. Oh wow. Like not just like small percentage. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So uh that's all we got for Green Corner, right?
0: Yep, yeah, that's a wrap on the Green Corner. Now we're going to take for now. take you
1: from the octagon to the battlefield, specifically Battlefield 1.
0: Oh my god, I love that fucking game so much. Um I can't get enough of it. I really can't.
1: We had a chance uh, to talk to you guys or the audience about it in an earlier episode before it had actually released, but now we've actually got a handle on playing the game. We've played through a little bit of the campaign of a lot of the multiplayer, um, and we wanted to also talk about Battlefest, which is going on.
0: Yeah, Battlefest is a neat little feature that's been going on for a few years now, at least. You get you can get special battle packs. You can get special dog tags, um, art, like XP bonuses and whatnot. It's a neat little thing, just additive to the play, which is cool since it is still new. So I mean, it still has that gameplay, the new gameplay feature to it. You know, the feel.
1: They got um, games that uh, the developers are going to be playing in specific rooms, so you can go and shoot at the people who made the game, which is kind of neat play with dice (laughs) and different objectives to earn gun skins and all the other stuff that matt had just mentioned before
0: um yeah i unique things
1: i got a chance to play through a couple of the campaign uh missions though and i have to say i thought that through mud and blood was my favorite one but now the um the plane one might actually be my favorite war story
0: I started that one. That one is really, really fun. Um, Overall, all the stories that I played, I played like a mission from this one, and this one, and this one. Um, They're really fun, and they did a really nice touch. Um, The the way you die, and the characters, the soldiers that you use are like individualized. You see them as real people. They give them names, like unique names. It's, it's really cool. And it feels like you're actually at the the war. It's they do war very well, Dyson and and EA.
1: Yeah, the. it's instead of having like a a singular story campaign that you play through, it takes you to different parts of the different fronts of the war, and you play you get to be different. Yeah, yeah, you get to play the different the different uh, soldiers' uh, specific stories. So there's like one for a tank battalion. There's one for a uh, as we said before, an, like an air squadron. Um, it's yeah. like, it's
0: like a movie. Game mix-up. Like, it's amazing. You really get pulled in with the the stories of these characters.
1: I was definitely thinking that. It's, uh... It was along the lines of, like, it's very cinematic. If you never even touched the multiplayer, I would say this is still an amazing game.
0: Which, you better touch the multiplayer, because that shit is savage.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I spent most
0: of my time on multiplayer.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um... I have enjoyed some of the new ones they put out. We were playing Fog of War online. Uh, the other day though. very
0: interesting mode um, you have only pistols um, and, and melee and you got to run through fog areas it's fog everywhere and so you can't see but like 10 feet in front of you so you're just running through um, you can't tell who your teammates are half the time and friendly fire is on and <laughs> so you have to be careful and you
1: couldn't even you could barely tell when you got a kill either
0: yeah it doesn't like have a, an actual it's a hardcore map uh, mode. So it doesn't tell you when you get these kills. You've got to listen for this little teeny chime sometimes. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, okay, I think I got that one.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we would definitely suggest if you haven't checked out Battlefield 1, uh, go and check that out. All the, a lot of the other Battlefield games are awesome too. There's like
0: uh, Any Battlefield, man. They yeah. haven't gone wrong. I don't like Hardline that much, but any of the main battle, Battlefield like, series since Battlefield 2 Modern Combat, amazing. That was the game that got me into the series
1: absolutely it's uh bad company was a lot of fun too
0: oh man bad company one and two were great they really they brought up the the visuals the destruction of the map was insane for its time
1: yeah it's uh they they always do a great job yeah yeah now going from a shooter to more of a sports game this is uh if you enjoyed uh any sort any of the sort of uh like Tony Hawk or uh, Skate Games. This one is called Steep. It's a snowboarding game, but it's very similar to those uh, titles, I would say. Would you say the same?
0: Yeah, it breaks away from things like FSX (laughs) or um, any of the other snowboarding games, even the Shaun White ones. It's really going for the realistic value of uh, just cruising and and riding very smoothly. Um, Hanging out with your friends on the mountain is kind of cool. We've had a few connection errors, but I'm sure that'll be patched up by the time the real game comes out. Uh, Otherwise, this game was really fun, and like you said, it's just—it's nice sometimes to just cruise down the mountain in different routes, and it's a huge map, so I mean, I feel like there's unlimited playtime here, like figuring out different ways to hit the mountain.
1: It's definitely beautiful, too, the way they designed it. The graphics for it are, are really nice.
0: Yeah, man, um... First-person mode is really cool. You almost feel like you're actually doing it. Like if you could put on a VR headset, it would be dope.
1: Oh yeah, that would be that would be insane. Uh, it's spo- yeah, I put believe a that- on
0: in front of you with cold.
1: Ooh, I know I know that GoPro had a hand in uh, sponsoring this because their name's all over the. Equipment and all stuff over that the god like
0: you could put a GoPro on your character actually, I'm yep. not sure what that plays into it, but maybe it's just visual, but it's still cool
1: <laughs> I think you can make like it's sort of like uh some of the other games where you could probably record a video and then switch up the camera angles to play it back,
0: yeah, yeah, probably yeah, yeah, um they definitely have a video editor, that's for sure. <laughs> It's uh, yeah,
1: the, it, it was a lot of fun. The reason we've been able to play it is because there was an open beta recently uh, for just one weekend. We put out a post on it on our Instagram. Uh, if you follow us at American Slacker podcast on Instagram, uh, you would know about
0: it. Yeah, we'll cut it we'll try to keep up with the betas like if an interesting beta is coming out, we'll mention it on our Instagram and, and Facebook and whatnot. Just to give you guys a heads up free play time on a game to test it and actually help develop it because like the statistics they pull from us playing these games actually help finish the bugs before the game gets released fully they can throw the patches in that they need to so that there's no errors on the initial game release day.
1: Yeah that's uh and I always appreciate that it, there's no point in making your customers pay for something that still has bugs if you can release it ahead of time and have them work some of them out for you because it's a, it's a win-win
0: yeah yeah we want to play the damn game and why not give us a free sample so we're like holy shit now we're definitely going to buy it you know
1: right it's uh it always sucks me and i i'm constantly downloading betas
0: every time i can man i love betas i uh always take place in them so the actual gears of war one is real fun <laughs> right um, the actual
1: release date for Steep, uh, which I'll spell it out for you, S-T-E-E-P, just in case you're like, what the hell do they keep saying? It's Steep, as in, like, the mountain is steep. It, the release yes. <laughs> the release date for it is uh, December 2nd of this year, and they're also going to offer a season pass. With They already have some DLC out that you can get with that. Uh, I guess some of the things include uh, Sled, for you to like actually sled down the mountain like your little kid
0: <laughs> hit off the cliffs it'd be fun to drop off you know
1: right they got some <laughs> cool snowboards i believe cool cool skis oh you can also i don't think we even mentioned it's snowboarding skiing uh wingsuiting and paragliding parachuting yeah.
0: yeah well yeah paragliding yeah yeah you're right um and you can get rockets in the dlc if you want for your glider you can just like glide around all you want you can rocket power yourself <laughs>
1: So yeah, check out Steep uh, once it comes out in a few weeks or if you manage to uh, catch our Instagram post, then uh, we hope you enjoyed the beta. Didn't have as many connection yeah. problems as me and Matt had.
0: Yeah, yeah, hopefully not but overall, fucking cool game. I'm glad to see these free Rome games getting getting more major with the different types of games they're going to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's good to see the genres coming out. And now we mentioned uh, in the description of Steep, we mentioned Skate.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, The holy grail of any skateboarding game. Well, now if you're interested, you can play Skate 3 on the newer consoles. Xbox One at least. Um, They've uh, added backwards compatibility and we've been taking advantage of it. Um, I had kept the disc. I had hoped for it. Hoped for it for so long. And I think Jesse uh you bought it, right?
1: Yeah, I bought it. It was uh it was only $10 or 9.99 uh for digital download.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's not bad. And it was probably what like 8 gigs or something.
1: Yeah, it was it was relatively small. I'm not sure of this. I can't speak to the exact size of it, but I know it it was smaller than a lot of the free games that they've been given away on Xbox.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it's a another free roam game, and the skating feels real, like for the first time ever. The way you control the flick, the flicking of the um, analog sticks, it, it's wild. You actually feel like you're in the, the area doing these moves. It, it it's fun. You find yourself just looking for different lines to hit, and uh, it's a, it's a cool game. We always enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it was a nice throwback because that was a game that we. Uh were we had played when we were younger and i knew a lot of people were lobbying for it because there was talk about them doing backwards compatibility for skate 3 and it was advertised on like an advertisement like almost a year and a half or two years ago now um so people felt a little wronged that it had been advertised and not delivered at. um but they, fin- yeah, they yeah. finally came through on it
0: thank god yeah um with not much notice either, it just kind of popped up for me. I was like, "Whoa, oh, right, I'm gonna get on this."
1: Now I'm wondering, we there's nothing confirmed that we've seen really, but like, I'm wondering if this is hinting towards there's rumors, fur. yeah,
0: yeah, there's rumors of skate four in development, which would be awesome. I can only imagine how much the better the te- the uh, visuals will get, um, and the smoothness overall of the gameplay. Uh, it's already a, a great feeling game
1: yeah definitely I, I I have fun with it and the, it's good that the online still works with it as well yeah so yeah, the servers up and plus. running we were worried when we first got it we were like oh no is it like only single player
0: yeah yeah. which they do sometimes they close down the servers it's not up to Xbox it's up to these companies
1: yep whether or not they want to actually keep it up and running
0: pay to have it running yeah it's a lot of money to keep these servers up and have the maintenance done All Right.
1: alright so those are, uh, we got Battlefield, we got Steep, and Skate 3. Those are uh, three video games that you guys might want to check out if you're into gaming at all. Um, ones you don't want to pass up on.
0: Definitely don't sleep on Battlefield.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, don't don't miss it, because the, uh, the campaign and the multiplayer are freaking award winning, I'd say.
0: Yeah, fucking without a doubt. That's my game that's my game pick of the season, people. The last quarter of the year, that's my pick.
1: The the one I'm waiting on is uh Sea of Thieves. We'll see how that is. That comes out in December Ooh, as well.
0: Okay. Okay, so it's still a cliffhanger in the end of the year. It could take the it could take the lead. We don't know.
1: But we've always loved Battlefield.
0: Yeah, yeah. Battlefield continues to produce a new game every few years at least, and uh they're always hitters. Definitely. I think that's uh wrapping us yeah. up, right? Definitely. Yeah. That's
1: all we got for uh, this episode of American Slacker Podcast.
0: Yeah, man. Um, if you guys can check us out, get at us on our WordPress, americanslacker.wordpress.com. Also, check us out, American Slacker Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram.
1: On our Twitter, at amerslkrpodcast. That's Amer Slacker Podcast, And it was the same for Reddit. We're trying to get that going. Uh, amerslkrpodcast. Uh,
0: You'll see that flower up soon.
1: Yeah, we're uh, once we figure <laughs> out Reddit a little bit more.
0: Um, a little more. We,
1: we got some... Fra- actually, Tim was the one who was talking to us about Reddit a lot.
0: Tim, Yeah, Tim's been beneficial to this podcast right off the bat. In, in so, many <laughs> so many ways. So many ways. Thanks again for that logo, Tim. It's beautiful.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us what you guys think on our Facebook or any of our social media. You can also download our... Uh, Podcast on the Apple Podcast app The Stitcher app The Podcast Addict app And any other uh, Places to download podcasts
0: Yeah, we're everywhere
1: We're we're in your car We're in your iPod We're in your ear We're in your home We'll
0: find a way to your TV soon enough Maybe you have podcasting on your TV Maybe you got a little smart TV That has some type of app That pulls podcasts Maybe I'm on your TV right now What up?
1: Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a sick setup. Maybe <laughs> maybe invite us over for the next, for a football game, Super Bowl
0: party at your house.
1: Yeah, we'll bring tacos. I'm not bringing
0: my own beer. <laughs> I will bring tacos though, but okay. you can't have any.
1: No, those are mine. We're bringing. Yeah, it's B-Y- We brought
0: our own tacos. BYOT. Yes. Yeah, that's the only kind of party we go to anyway. American so.
1: Slacker Podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos.
0: Yep. We don't supply them. <laughs> we do have the hot sauce, though. Yeah, we will supply the hot sauce. A little Nobody should go without. Or uh, some. Or if you want some of that tapitos. <laughs> Tapatío. Or yeah, some. Oh, tapatios. Or some. Uh, Yucateca. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't fuck with that. That one's like straight pepper, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that one's hot. A little dab will do you. A
0: little dab will do it. All right. Well, uh, that dab's gonna do us. So I'm going to say that's it.
1: There you go.